When you get behind the wheel of a Toyota Highlander XSE, magical moments are always right around the corner. One second you're using all-wheel drive to climb up a steep trail on the outskirts of town, when suddenly you make it to a clearing at the very top and see a view of your side of town that takes your breath away. Wait a minute. That's our block? Mm-hmm. The west side never looks so good. Make the most of each moment with a powerfully capable Toyota SUV like the Highlander XSE. Toyota, let's go places. Hello and welcome to another episode of the GC Sunscast. It is the 27th of November and it is the AFL Draft 2019 live. Uh, I am here with Tom Tom Roker and the special guest Tom Boswell. Welcome to the show, fellas. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, good day, Shane. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. Now, we're going to get stuck straight into the action. It's just about six o'clock and... Uh, the AFL are going to start reading names. So, before we start, who do you guys think is going to be... Uh, well, we all reckon Raul and Anderson will be picks one and two. Do you think any chance that deviates? No, I can't see it. There's been too much hype and um, too much leaked about them. I can't see them um, cha- changing tack now, but it, um, it'd be exciting and it'd probably throw everyone else out of the whack if they, if they did it. Yeah, it would. I can't see who they'd, who they'd do it for, though. Could you, Tom, Roker? No, I, I think uh, I think the, 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 the leaks is the key thing here. Um, it, it, not only has there been, been too much leaked about, you know, which recruiter's going where, but it's also been leaked pretty strongly that part of the Gold Coast submission for assistance was that we've got this unique opportunity to get these two best mates at the top of the draft. So... Um, you're not going to go to the AFL asking specifically for that and then not follow through. No, you won't. Um, well, before we get on to the draft, why don't we just have a quick, uh, a bit of a background. Um, everyone listening would know who, who myself and Tom Roker is. But for those not listening, Tom Boswell, what's your role? You work for the Gold Coast Bulletin, don't you? Yes, I do. So I'm part of their sports team there, um, looking after mostly Aussie rules and horse racing. So Aussie rules encompasses anything from grassroots footy up to quaffle and lethal and, of course, the uh, the sunnies in the AFL. Yeah, you, your articles stand out uh, a lot as a Sun supporter. Most of your articles come across as very positive sort of vibes. Uh, you look at some of the other reporters, Michael Whiting and Andrew Hamilton, they they come across uh, slightly more negative and copper a lot of criticism from Suns fans. What do you attribute to your view being a bit more positive? Uh, I think we being placed on the Gold Coast in particular and being in the actual market, I think we have more of a, uh, a, a duty to actually champion the game here. So not just the Suns, but um, every level of footy. So uh, we're about championing the game. Obviously, we have to keep them... Um, and take them to task where, where necessary. And uh, there's, there's been many times in the past where they've all, also fallen down and a lot of the fans would have felt the same. But uh, when you've got uh, AFL.com media like Michael and also uh, Hamo from the, the career, they're obviously looking after a, a nationwide um, stuff. So the audience is different. Um, they're not, they don't have to necessarily just champion the game constantly, but I, I think they're pretty balanced. I think every time... 
there's something to be said positive about the Suns. Both of them, both of them do it. So I couldn't, I couldn't knock them in that in that sense. Okay, uh, just as you're talking there, the Suns are now on the clock for pick one. Uh, I wonder how long it's going to take them to to make that selection. Hopefully, not too long. Uh, but as you were they saying, they generally go the five minutes. So, in the top of the, you know, that they, they they like to get the, uh, you know, the crowd going, get the audience going. So, um, they they're going to wait no matter what. Um, interesting <laughs> observation. Um, they've got Tom Green, uh, Brad Johnson's top ten. He's got Tom Green as his number one, and uh, Noah Anderson number two, Matt Brown number three. So. Uh, my prediction that the Gold Coast are putting a massive trade up to number three together to try and get the Demons pick and then bid for Tom Green uh, could be underway. It could be what's holding us up, guys. <laughs> well, that could be interesting. Uh, as you yeah. were saying, uh, Tom Boswell, the you, you cater for the Gold Coast demographic. Does the club sort of understand that? Do they give you guys... Uh, you know, preferred access or anything like that to help you help you with that job of promoting the sport on the on the coast. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the Suns, because of the market they're in, a, a big part of their uh, bid to get the license was to grow the game in Queensland. So they almost have a duty in themselves to to be able to provide access wherever possible. Obviously, it's not going to be hundred percent of the time, depending on circumstances and, and player positions, but um, wherever necessary, they, they do their utmost to, to make players available, make staff available for, um, for interviews. Um, of course, you're going to butt heads when you're competing organisations every now and then, but um, for the most part, they've got a, a pretty key role in, in getting exposure out there because, as we know, in Queensland, it, it's pretty hard. It's obviously a rugby league-dominated market media-wise. Um, it seems to be changing in terms of participation numbers at round level for both sports, um, rugby leagues obviously dominant. Get a, gets a massive uh, readership across papers and radio and TV. So the Suns have a, a lot of work to do in advertising, growing the game. But to be able to get as much exposure, they need to be able to provide good content, uh, good stories that are not only colour stories but um, hard hard news as well. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so. My follow-up to that would be, do the Suns... Um, uh, I don't know how to word it. Tom, do you have anything to jump in here while I gather my thoughts? Well, we, 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 we're still letting the, the uh, five minutes run down on the clock, so um, certainly. Um, uh, Tom Boswell, I've got to say I'm a big fan of your articles. You, um, you, you've come through at really key times in the year where the the general news and especially the Vic Media bubble where they, they don't seem to have anything good to say about the Suns ever, especially on this very long losing streak. And your article seemed to come in with some timing to suggest that perhaps maybe you're even a bit of a fan. Oh, yeah, I think um, reporting on them, the, the only way I'm going to be able to get to an AFL grand final is if the Suns do. So it's in yeah. it's in my best interest if the uh, the Suns get there. So um, to be able to report on games like that in, in finals and for fans to be able to go to those types of games, we want to see them do well. Um, I'd, I'd say I'm a fan of Queensland footy. I grew up in Brisbane. I uh, was a big Lions supporter as a kid. Uh, spent the last five or six years on the Gold Coast. So uh, since coming down here and, and working closely with the players, um, similar to fan engagement, you, you get to know some of these blokes on a, a pretty good level and you can't fault their personalities and their characters, so uh, you just want to see them do well, really. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that's our motivation as well. As uh, uh, Shane and I both obviously followed other teams before the Suns came into existence. So it's a pretty common thing. If the Suns aren't your first team, then they're the, your second team because of where you live. Um, I guess the, the, the other thing I'd, 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 I'd ask you is uh, personally, you know, what... Uh, of the, the sort of uh, events that you've been covering this year, uh, obviously there's the, the the sort of you know there's the Debbie Downers every week when you're reporting on losses. But what what's been the, the most positive sort of uh, news story that you found this year? Um, mine mine are a bit out of the box because mine aren't necessarily the top top line players that we all know know about. I love finding yarns about guys who are a little, little known or, or have incredible stories to tell. Um, I think one of my favourite when I think of the Suns straight away, and I think it might have been earlier this year, was, uh, of course, the, the young Papua New Guinea um, boy, um, Ace, they call him, um, yeah. Huago Oweya. Uh, great, great academy kid. I've seen him play a fair bit of footy, and uh, when he arrived, he, you know, he, was, he came from Port Moresby where he was sleeping on a, a hard timber deck from a, a two-bedroom house with many brothers and sisters, and Found his way over to uh, to Queensland, and you know, when even when he arrived here, he, he stayed with one of the Suns staff members, and he, he wasn't sure what the sheets were on the bed. Um, the <laughs> staff member came in, and he found all the sheets on the floor because he didn't actually know how to get into the bed. Um, he didn't speak a lot of English fluently. Uh, now he's sure, one of the sure. best academy players, and coming through for the 2020 um, series. So it's that they're, they're the kind of stories that I kind of get the most uh, joy out of. Um, but, yeah, of course, week to week, working with the players, um, seeing some of the emerging guys do really well, the Jack Boses, who obviously came through the Queensland systems, um, mm-hmm. Ben Hansworth trying his hand in the midfield. Um, so a lot, of those, a lot of those kinds of stories I've, I've found I've enjoyed the most. Yeah, sure. I mean, we obviously like to follow those kinds of things. I've watched a lot of Ace playing this year, and... Um, it was it was almost a bonus that um, he's not eligible for this draft because uh, when he does become eligible, we, we now get him for for nothing. Mm. Um, but he but we don't have to give up a place this year, and he'll still be playing Neefel, which he probably needs. So yeah, um, I totally agree. Um, I've read a couple of your stories about Connor Badaric. I think he um, he just comes up again and again. He just wins everything, every MVP or award or medal there is, and now now mm. he's uh, on the Suns list. But what what do you think about that? And I guess. Um, what do you think about the idea that he's on the rookie list instead of being sort of put on the senior list? Is, is that maybe yeah. even a better, a better thing? Oh, it's, it's, it, it can only be seen as beneficial for the Suns because it obviously frees up spots on the senior list for them. So you're getting a really quality player who's picked to go around the first or second round pretty cheaply. Um, I'm not 100% sure rookie rookie wages as it stands at the moment, but you'd think that... Um, it, he doesn't seem to have a big ego, so rookie or senior wouldn't really phase him as long as he's playing some AFL footy. I think he'll love it. Watching him really yeah. closely over the, the first few weeks, a massive advantage for, to be able to get these kids, especially in Queensland where they've already finished school, into an AFL preseason. I mean, he's had three or four weeks already on the running track. And yeah. he physically, obviously, he's not um, as built as some of the other guys yet. But running-wise, he's he's been in the top three or four every time I see them between drills doing 400 metre repeat. Um, right. He's doing really well up there with the best of them. So his, his endurance, his ability to repeat efforts um, is what stands out early. Um, and he's, mm. he's a tough little bugger. Mm. Do you think he might end up being a defender? Uh, could be. He played a fair bit of halfback 
in the under-18 system this year, going through mm. um, the, the Allies and also a bit for the Sons Academy when they're in the TAC uh, Cup. So mm. it's definitely mm. an element that, that he could add to his game. I think long-term he wants to be a midfielder like most players do, so I think he yeah. might even have to start off half-back, um, play a Lockie Weller-type role, uh, bouncing off. But uh, his ball use is good. His decision-making is really good. Um, he's obviously got mm. that endurance I spoke about. So, um, yeah, I think I think he'd be a player who plays more sort of half-back midfield rather than midfield forward. Yeah. I, I might throw over to Shane here because uh, there seems to be some action going on at the draft. What stream are you watching? I'm watching the AFL site and there's still nothing going on. Are you watching Kate Lufnan do her introduction? No, no. This is um, Cal Toomey, our good friend. On afl.com.au. Uh, we're, we're, we're watching different things. I'm, I'm watching the live stream directly, and the Master of Ceremonies is just introducing the draft and everything. But the Suns are on the clock, and uh, and when their pick does come down. Um, but they did show the Giants' room. So what are, what are you observing? At the moment, I can't lip-read, but it's uh, Cal Toomey and... Nat Edwards and Riley Beveridge all, all having a chat. Uh, we saw a nice little promo of Matt Rowe. He really looks like a, a star player, doesn't he? Yeah. He reminds me of Michael Voss. What yeah, well, there was an, a Fox Sports article which came out the other day saying that he uh, he plays a bit like Lockie Neal, and we all know yeah. how well Brisbane have done this year with Lockie oh. Neal. Uh, do you have much to do with Brisbane, Tom Boswell? Uh, not, not a lot, no. Um, we work mostly with um, the, the Sunnies down here, so we don't get up the uh, the M1 too much. Um, obviously, we know some of the Sunnies boys who have gone up there, but I couldn't say I know a great great deal about the uh, the, the, the Lions list at the moment. Yeah. It must be a pretty hectic schedule for you on game day. I tried to catch up with you at one point earlier this year, and uh, it sa- sounds like you've just got a, a full-on day when the Suns are playing. Yeah, especially with the uh, the new online element. I mean, back in the day, a journalist could probably rock up to the one footy game and go and file it and send it off to the boss and go home. Whereas now, I'll probably start the day out of the uh, the racetrack, which I never complain about, as long as I have a good punt. And then uh, we go out and do some local local footy with a bottle and needle run that race across. See some of the sunnies needle if they're doing a curtain raiser. Do some interviews and then um, try and punch out those stories. Uh, before tip off, usually just as they're doing the first bounce, I'm finishing a story or near, close to, and then um, throughout the game, obviously it's pretty hectic, and then we're pretty much filing on the siren for online, uh, and then we're straight down into the rooms to um, catch up with players and um, staff and coaches. Okay, so yeah, it sounds very full on. Uh, the life of a journalist, eh? Yeah, you, you you like this one. The uh, you obviously know the the Crow um, admin facility they've built out there. I think a few times, a couple of the journos have nearly got locked out. Uh, we parked our cars across the road in the big car park, and oh. a few to- a few times the boom the boom gate come down and uh, it's been locked up. And we've had a <laughs> had a bit of trouble from the security trying to trying to actually leave the venue. So I think they just want to keep us there. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you've got to head off soon, and we haven't had even even had the first pick yet. Um, what are your what, what's your predictions or your hopes for the Suns in the draft today tonight? Um, I think the key for them is is midfield talent. Still, obviously, we know the first two uh, that are going, but the likes of Tom Green, if they could get in, even Devin Robinson, uh, another good midfielder with some good height and weight from um, the 
over in Perth. Uh, Cooper Stevens, obviously a, a midfield as well. I think they need just to keep adding depth there. They've got tall, young talents. They picked up Nikosius in the likes of King last year. If they can get midfielders who can play either half-back or half-forward as well, develop them while the other guys are um, gaining more experience with the likes of Fiorini and, um, and such. So that that's just the key for them, really. If they can trade up, great. I think they're pretty lucky in the sense that they're actually going to have the first pick of the, the second day. So they're in a really good place. I don't think they'll want to trade them for multiple picks because they haven't got that many spots on their list. So... Mm. Um, get the best talent they can in terms of the midfield and um, and develop them. So I think they're in a really good spot. Oh, okay. Um, well, a similar thing to what you said with the midfield talent, we've had a question come in from Paul Vosti, one of our Patreon sponsors. He asks, would you trade 15, a future second, and future pick 11 for pick 6? He's basically asking if we can get up the draft order to secure a another talented midfielder like a, a Hayden Young or a Caleb Sarong. Would you guys be interested in doing something like that? Yeah, I'd definitely be open to that, uh, considering the, the assistance they've got for the next two years as well. So I think um, the top 10 has got some really good quality in it. So if they can shift up, I'll, I probably wouldn't hesitate if I was them. And if it's a second round or 11th, then um, yeah, I'd go for it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely of the same opinion. I think bank uh, our future stuff, try and try and get it into this year and get some years into and to develop some of these young stars. All right, well, uh, we're going to let you go, Tom, and uh, all the best. Hopefully, we can have your show on, uh, have you on the show in future. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, I'd love to hear the uh, the fans' reaction to the the picks tonight. We could even run a uh, a bit of a story off it. So get some good goss for me, and I'll, I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, no, th- th- sounds good. Thanks, Tom. See you guys. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Okay, um, back to the normal show, yeah, yeah. eh, Tom? That was a bit Matt confusing. Rao, all one. the times I was getting tongue tied. Matt Rao, pick one. Has it gone through? Has it? It's gone through, confirmed. He's hugging his girlfriend. He's hugging his mum. Everyone's pretty happy. So no zero surprise there. And they only used one minute. So um, obviously the the sons had that pick locked in, and, and uh, it was just the. Uh, sense of drama from the AFL department and Jack Lacocious and Isaac Rankin have come out to present him with his jersey. What a what a nice touch. Hmm, that's interesting. Um well, what stream are you watching? I am watching Are you on the KO, Fox, are you? Fox Footy. Fox, okay. Yeah, yep. I don't have Fox at the moment. Um Are you are you uh are you slightly behind? Uh, slightly. They're just showing a highlights package of Matt Rao now on the AFL yeah. website. They're probably doing something similar to what uh, what you and I are doing, commentating on the thing without actually watching all the boring bits. Yeah, probably. Um, but you would think they'd have live crossovers to... to I mean, it's everyone's favourite part of draft night, isn't it? Listening to to the CEO, Gil McLaughlin, you know, try and, try and pronounce some of these players' names. Yeah, so I was looking I mean, forward to that, but that's father, not going to happen. Father of the sons, Gil McLaughlin, so we, we kind of have to be nice to him. But uh, he he uh, he's a bit boring. All right. So <laughs> what do we know about Matt Rao? He's he's officially a Suns player. Um, yeah. Let's see. He he plays a lot like Lockie Neal. He's 180 centimeters tall and 78 kilos. He's an inside midfielder. So 
it's it's a talent it's a uh, position the Suns sorely lack it is it is and you know he's 18 years of age he regularly collects 30 plus possessions so that's he's a ball accumulator and we we occasionally get accumulators in there but you know it, it's it's you can't just have one guy getting the ball all the time or you get flogged so so that's what happened when we had Gary Ablett. I'm not comparing Raoul to Ablett. I think they're different players in that regard. But um, one thing that Cal Toomey said that really stuck with me is that Cal's seen Matt Raoul play, you know, 20 times in the last 12 months. Hmm. And he's never seen Matt Raoul fumble the ball. So it's that clean possession that he gets. And that just gives him that time. If you've got, you know, half a second more, then you're going to retain possession you know he's just cool um he doesn't have the best disposal but you know that that, that can be worked on he's only going to get better at it mm. um no he's he's just going to be a superstar for us we haven't had a number one since david swallow yeah yeah that's right and uh david swallow is one of the club's greatest and would probably be the club's first um like uh legend really wouldn't he yeah, well, I mean, look, you know, as we know, David Swallow spent quite a bit of time out injured and his injuries were quite severe. So we really didn't see the best of him until I, I think maybe this year he showed his best. Um, the general consensus is that he's, he's perhaps never going to be ever get to his best. But I'd like to think that in a dominant midfield, David Swallow's experience and he knows where to be I mean that that comes in the older you get and if you lose a little bit of pace or this or that so yeah it, Matt Rowell's going to improve David Swallow and and uh, Matt Rowell's going to improve Braden Fiorini and as these younger guys like Jack Bowes and Ben Ainsworth get better they're all going to be improved by having Matt Rowell there who's just a genuine yeah he could be the next Chris Judd he could be the next Michael Voss so you're watching the the Fox Sports stream. Are you able yeah. to see who's presenting the jumper to Matt Rowell? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Gillian McLaughlin's just announced Noah Anderson has picked two. He's kissing his girlfriend and uh, hugging the family. And um, oh god, he's got a god. He's got an awful haircut. Um, I've been <laughs> anyway, told reliably uh, the players presenting the jumper are two of our younger leaders at the club. So it's so a. Got, it was it was Lacocious and Rankin who presented it, and now it is Ben King presenting the jumper to Noah Anderson. So nice touch there. Uh, the obviously the first round is from last year. Mm. So uh, and and I'll tell you what, there's a lot more smiles this year than there was last year. You know, Jared Harbrow's a bit of a tacky turn blow. If you've ever been a renter, you know it's stressful to find a place with everything you love and nothing you don't. But did you know Zillow does rentals? It makes the search so easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find that place that's in your budget, but also isn't a shoebox. Or a place that's close to your parents, but far enough they have to call first. Plus, it's easy to apply, request tours, and pay rent in the app. Head to ZillowRentals.com and find your sweet spot. He doesn't really, uh, you know, he's not one for big grins or anything like that. Um and he's pretty serious about his duty. But, yeah, these guys are, are genuinely celebrating their, 
you know, they're finally being picked in one and two, like everyone's been saying since basically March. Yeah, and, I love uh, that. I love the the players of last year's draft presenting the jumpers to to the players of this year's draft for the club. It's because when you look at it, these these kids coming through, they're going to be able to relate most to the blokes that were drafted last year. They absolutely they know. Yeah the feeling of being drafted more recently they understand the feeling of walking into the club for the first time and these these players are really going to take you know a lacocious king ranking they're going to be able to take Raul and anderson under their wings and guide them through the club and just help them fit into the club uh, as quickly as possible yep yeah, so the the uh, the draft comparison for Noah Anderson for those who don't you know aren't really sure about what we're getting here, um, he's he's a bit taller, and uh, he he uh, he's hang, been hang on a to sec, Tom. Canilio. Hang on a sec, Tom. Sorry, We've got uh, Matt Rowe in an interview here on the stream. I might just try and put that onto the show. Yeah, sure. So it's just um, an unbelievable feeling and something I'll always remember. A big embrace with the family there. How much does it mean not only for yourself but your family and all the work they've put in? Yeah, um, it's it's massive for my family. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do what I've done and got to this stage without my family. So they've been massive support of me and my footy, um, but not just footy, also being the best person I can be and um, you know showing me the values and everything. So. They've been massive for me and I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. It would have been hard to escape all the talk during the last six months about you going number one. Did you have an inkling and how did you deal with the talk about you going number one pick? Um, yeah, there's been a bit throughout the season, but it was hard to... It was easy, sorry, to um, not get caught up in it throughout the season because I was playing footy and I was just focusing on playing footy and playing the best of my ability. So um, it has got... Um, quite a bit of attention after the season, but um, I've just spent that time with you know, family and hasn't haven't thought about it too much. I've seen Noah Anderson go through. How exciting is that? You'll be joining your close friend, your schoolmate, your teammate up at the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, oh, that's uh, that's just awesome. Uh, yeah, he's my best mate, and um, to share this journey with him and um, to play footy up there with him will be be awesome. So yeah, it's it's great. All right, thanks a lot for your time and enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks, appreciate it. Back to you. All right, so that was Matt Rowe and Noah Anderson. Uh, sorry, Mitch Cleary interview, interviewing Matt Rowe. And, jeez, uh, Rowe, he's, uh, he's a ginger, isn't he? He's going to get some oh, of yeah, it quite easily. It's a, his, his face just face goes so red. But um, he, that's why I say he reminds me of Michael Voss because Vossy looked exactly like that. At some point, they got the the uh, peroxide out at the Lions and half the Rangers changed their hair colour but um, yeah I, I don't mind it he, he he can look red in the face all he likes he's uh, he's a gun it was a bit weird I was watching Noah Anderson being being interviewed on mute while I was listening to Matty Rouse speak he's pretty well spoken um, he doesn't seem like he's full of himself or anything he just seems like nothing really faces him he's just uh, he just wants to be a footy player it's uh, just uh just so good that he's that he's going to be a son. Well, Melbourne's just selected Luke Jackson with their pick, so he was the ruckman yeah. that was compared to a, a Brody Grundy type, and we know the Suns yeah. were keen on him, but uh, in the Everyone's last in the last couple very, of weeks he's he very, just very good. Yeah, in the last he's couple of weeks rated. he just went from being a a mid to late first round draft pick and just went up the the order as clubs sort of realised his his potential and the I think they a lot of them probably got suckered into the thought of getting a Brody Grundy. Uh, mm. The last few years, 
the Brody Grundy, Max Gorn type ruckman has just sort of taken the football scene by storm. So yeah. I, I think well, people I mean, might Gorn, be Gorn's jumping because traditionally, again, sorry, sorry, Tom, traditionally sure. clubs don't take ruckman in the the first round. Uh, it usually backfires. I mean, Nat Nui was the last ruckman I think that went first round. Well, before well, Grundy. Um... Grundy was like 18 or something. I'm looking at a list of of those here. Billy Longer, Daniel Gorringe, Callum Coleman-Jones. So none of them really succeeded. Tim English at the Bulldogs is is probably still a year or two away from really becoming a dominant ruckman, but he he slid right out to the end of the first round. And if you remember... um, I'll cut you off again there, Tom. We've got Noah Anderson now. Feeling I've never had before. I'm so excited. What does it mean to you? Because with all this talk throughout the year, yourself and Matty Rell have been inseparable through all the talk, but not only in the classroom and on the footy field. How exciting is it to be going up there with your, your best mate? Oh, it's, I can't describe it. For, for probably the whole year, we didn't think it was going to happen. It never even popped into our heads. And then the priority pick news started gathering up a bit and we were getting a little bit excited. But to go up there with Rell is just a massive benefit and we'll have so much fun. You just had a quick chat off camera to Isaac Rankin, Jack Lukosius. Ben King, it's not a bad little crew you're putting together up there. No, it's not at all. Um, they're amazing players, so I can't can't wait to see what we can do. Talk us through the year. How many chats did you have with the Suns, and have you toured? Have you met Stewie Jew? Talk us through what's entailed and, and the relationship you've built already with the club. Yeah, yeah. So um, just the usually during the um, academy, they have little eight minute interviews. So then, then we had home visits, which my parents went there for. So <laughs> one of the only ones who that, and then they were awesome there and made a really good impression. And then just throughout the re- throughout the year, little chats here. In there and met Stewie Jew at the combine, which was awesome, and he was really friendly. So yeah. Did you kick the old man out? What happened with the, the parents not at the home visit? No, they were just out. Right. Yeah. No, okay. no story there. <laughs> and the last one we want to know, the biggest, most important one. Are you keeping the mullet next year for your debut season? Um, no promises, but most likely. All right. No, Anderson. Awesome. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the rest of the night. Thanks very much. Back to you, Nat. So that was Mitch Cleary again, this time with Noah Anderson. Uh, he's a well-spoken young boy, isn't he? He is, and he's he's genuinely excited to come to the Suns. I think the these young guys have realised last year, the three of them, you know, we, we know now that all three of those guys were told, if you're there at that pick, that's that's where we're going to take you. You'll, you'll be coming to the Suns, so get used to it. But, um, you know, it's not necessarily bad news. Um and uh, and they've all come with the right attitude. They all came. They, they all came to live with uh, Mark Evans. Um, Isaac Rankin moved in with his mate John Lemons, and uh, now Kingy and Lucasius have got their own place together. They are welcoming in the new guys, and the new guys have now kind of got that benefit of knowing that you know there's a core of really high quality early draft picks, top ten draft picks. Uh, we skipped one year where we didn't have so many. Um, high picks but um, you know that's three out of four drafts where we've just killed it been the best club uh, Lockie Ash has just been chosen by uh, GWS and I- I'm jealous um, he's he's a terrific player yeah um, from all reports he he's going to be a, a very speedy player um, yeah look I I uh, do you think the Suns need to trade up to try and get one of these star players? Or are we just going to hope that yeah. someone like a, a Brody Kemp or a, a Stevens, Cooper Stevens just sort of drops down to, to pick 15? Let's look at it this way. The, the, one way to go 
is to keep all the all the picks that we've got. We get pick fifteen, and then we get the first pick of the second round, which is actually pretty good because it gives it gives the whole recruitment team a chance to really be sure about which player that they really want because they, they they may not have known who would be on the board. You know, you, the, it's an unknowable. And then next year we'll have two first round picks, both likely, you know, in the first. To you know, possibly one top ten, and then we know we're going to pick eleven, and then we've got two second round picks. We know one of them is going to be fairly early in the second round because you know the Suns aren't going to win the premiership next year, and the other pick is tied to Brisbane. So we could be looking at three, four picks in the in the top thirty next year, which in any other year for any other club that'd be an amazing draft to to have. So that's one way of looking at it. Is, I, is I it, really like. Yeah, and I really liked Paul uh, Paul Vosti, one of our Patreon sponsors. Um, I really liked his suggestion of uh, shifting some of our uh, some of our currency for next year, that pick eleven, a future second, to try yeah. to get further up, get fifteen or twenty pushed up the ladder this year to to get an earlier pick. Um, yeah, I, I I think that um, there's hundred different ways to, to combine those picks and offering them in, in, in you know in, in it, it, as the draft goes on and we keep getting rebuffed it just gets cheaper to move up to move up to number five right now we could have an offer in front of this I'd be surprised if we didn't have an offer in front of the swans to say look we'll give you 15 we'll give you certainty in next year's draft of pick 11 right because that's that's fixed which they It'll could use more, to trade for like, Danaher It'd be more like um, thirteen or fourteen by the time it gets there. Mm. But that, you know, you, you you know that when you're trading up, you're giving them certainty about what they're getting. I just think it's too good an opportunity to be able to do it. Um, don't the the irony is that probably Carlton are probably the most likely club to shift out of nine, and I don't see us doing any deals with Carlton anytime soon. Yeah. Um, while we're waiting for Sydney's pick to come through, I might do a quick ad read. Uh, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon sponsors, such as Paul Vosti, who, who we answered a question for before, uh, Tom Kim, Chris Moore, Dale Snelling, James Wood, Kate Kelland, Brody Burgess, and Tim. We thank you all for your Patreon support. If you'd like to be a Patreon sponsor... Head over to patreon.com forward slash GC Sunscast or find the link on our Facebook page. It doesn't matter how much you donate, whether it's a dollar or five dollars. You know, most of our subscriptions are around that five dollar and that gets deducted at the start of every month. The funds come over to us at the GC Sunscast and we use that to basically support the, the Suns. Uh, a bit of it goes into hosting and tech uh, costs, but any extra that we get, we chuck into a membership to give back to the Suns and also allow us to, to get down to, to as many Suns games as possible uh, and support them. So helping us help supports the Suns. We'd really love your, your sponsorship and your, your support. If you can't afford it, don't worry. Uh, liking, subscribing to our Facebook, our YouTube, uh, Twitter. Am I missing something, Tom? I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, well, the pick, the next pick's about to come in. Oh, we Sydney. don't, we don't have Instagram. That's what I'm thinking of. 
Um, Not yet. Everyone tells us to get Instagram, but we're a podcast. I I don't really know what we're supposed to take pictures of. I can only take pictures of the same mixer and computer set up so many times. We've got a a shock here, Shane. Dylan Stevens has been picked by the Sydney Swans at number five. That's much higher than anyone else had him. So they obviously know what kind of player that they want. I've got to confess, I, I haven't got him anywhere near this high on, on my on my draft board. Uh, I haven't even got him top 10. What do you know about him? Um, not much, because I keep getting confused with uh, Dylan Stevens and Cooper Stevens, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dylan Stevens is the first rounder and Cooper Stevens might be a second rounder. Yeah, uh, I think Cooper Stevens, is he the South Australian? I think they both are, but I think Dylan Stevens comes from Mildura. Mildura. Yeah, that's and, that's and he played for SA. So, uh, you know, he doesn't really consider himself a South Australian, put it that way, but if he had to choose who to play for, uh, he's probably closer to New South Wales. So uh, that could explain the Sydney connection. Uh, doesn't have, you know, that connection to Melbourne or Adelaide, that the geography. Or if he might suggest that he has, so uh, you know, good pick by them. Yeah, well, they were they were tipped to pick uh, Sam Flanders, but it, this could actually be good. Uh, another player jumping up the ladder. Look, Dylan Stevens was picked to go to Carlton at pick number nine, so it's not a huge mm-hmm. jump. I think no. you're still thinking of uh, Cooper Stevens is the one that was uh, going to be a, a second round pick or a late first. Um, so not a huge jump but definitely uh, a surprise packet there. He's yeah. a midfielder from Norwood, Dylan Stevens. Yeah, I think he's played a bit of... bit of. I, I don't know, uh, but I think he's played a bit of first, uh, first uh, senior footy, which, um, you know, it, it, it's got to be said, uh, a lot of these guys don't play senior footy unless they're from West Australia or South Australia or... Or of course, up here in the Nephil, um, if they're from Victoria, which you know, let's face it, the majority are. Um, so, so Matty Rowell and, and Noah Anderson have never played a game of senior football in any, at, in, even at Tier Two. So, uh, apparently, a few of the Victorian kids were sort of um, trying to get a game, but they just play so much footy. They play their school footy, they play for their club, and then they play f- um, national championships. So, you know, there's three different sort of training regimes going on. So there's just no room for, a, you know, a VFL club like Frankston to, to to host a top draft prospect later in the year. Whereas if they play in the Sandful and they're good enough, they get selected. Yeah, they, they do. And the Sandful's a really highly rated competition. There's a couple of Sandful players we're hoping could get to the Suns, but we'll touch on them later. Right now... Do you think Adelaide's going to take a bid on Tom Green? I do. Adelaide always bids, and they—I they, don't think—I don't know if they've ever landed one, but they always bid. Um, I think it's possibly started as an, as an innocent thing that they wanted to see how 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 clubs like GWS would would react, and 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 all the. All, all, every time they 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 they, uh, they go in there and they and they say, oh yeah, we'll we'll take that bloke. The bid always gets matched. In this case, GWS have set it up. They get, if 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 Adelaide bids here, GWS are going to have a substantial deficit 
into next year. Really, it will really affect their their draft next year. The further Tom Green slides, because he doesn't deserve to slide. He, you know, there, there are a lot of experts who've got him at num- as number one. So GWS are really capitalising here. Uh, Adelaide have got 52 seconds left to to uh, to bid to pick. So if it is going to be coming in, it's going to be coming in right now. Okay, we haven't had a discussion yet about Noah Anderson. So he he's a uh, I've got the stats here. He's a 191 centimeter, 87 kilo inside mid, but he's also spent a lot of his time at I think it was the the under 18 carnival playing off the wing, um, and he's also very damaging down forward. Uh, his inspirations are players like Fife and Bontempelli, so he plays very much in the mould of those sort of damaging players. He can go inside, outside, and he's extremely damaging down forward. He, he's he's a good good change of pace for what the Suns get. We I don't think we've got any player like that really, do we? No, and um, he could be, he could be a winger because he played he played on the wing in the national championships. Um, just pausing for a moment, um, Adelaide have have not bid on Tom Green. They have gone with Fisher Mackesy, which uh, has actually been a pretty strong uh, prediction. But of course, they could have bid on Tom Green and then. And then had you pick seven to get Maxi anyway, so um, they, they obviously, uh, you know, I can't really explain it. I, I think it, I think it's incumbent on on these teams in three, four, five, six to to bid on Green to force GWS to pay the fair price. Um, anyway, we can come back to Fisher Maxi in a moment. Uh, Noah Anderson's father played. 150 games of AFL. It's just that he played half of them at Hawthorne and then half of them at St Kilda. So he, if he had stuck around for one more season playing with the Hawks, then he'd be a father-son. So they're spewing, but their loss is our gain. Uh, he was 189 centimetres all year, and he's listed as 191. So he's grown an inch this year, and he might not have stopped growing. So... Uh, those comparisons to guys like Bontempelli and Cripps, they're not that far off the mark. Um, he's got to put on a lot of a, a lot of muscle before he gets there. So I'd suggest outside mid before inside mid becomes yeah, a, a reality. And I could actually see him forcing his way into the side on the half-forward flank before he gets more midfield rotations. Um I think if he's going to be playing regular football this year, it is going to be based from the half forward line. Yeah, and he, you know, he he can break matches open, and um, none of our midfielders have really got you know pinpoint accuracy when they're when they're distributing into the forward line, and our forward line's young and they don't really go into the best leading patterns that they could be. So, where are we going to kick enough goals? Is always the question of the Gold Coast Suns. And Noah Anderson is part of that solution. Um, smart decision making. He, he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit the scoreboard like that. That's a. That's just a given. That's a given. And we don't have a player like him, as you say. So it's not like he's gonna come into the side at the expense of Alex Sexton, which is where we get a lot of our goals from at the moment. He's gonna come in and, and learn off Seco, but he's he's gonna come in. Um, 
you know, it's hard to say who who's going to go out of the side, but um, he's going to come in in that role. He may even play off the bench for half a season and and, and play in a few different roles until he finds one that he can sort of stamp as his own. Um, but there's no point in drafting these guys one and two and sticking them in an EFL where they're not going to really benefit. Um, if they need a change of pace or if the, you know, the off the preseason training load and everything is is just too much for them, then uh, yeah, by all means, a few games in the NEFL. Uh But yeah, they're they're, they're going to be ready to go by day one. Okay. Um, yeah, as as we were discussing this, like we said, Fisher Mackesee was selected by Adelaide. He's another player that I know the Suns were considering trying to move up the order to get if he was to slip back into the to the early teens. He's yeah. a Kale Hooker sort of player. I guess you could compare him to that. A, mm. uh, a key defender that can intercept well. And we've just had Fremantle take their first pick of a 7 and 8 to picking Hayden Young. He was another player that was predicted to go top 5 and has managed to, to slip out to them. Yeah, um, it, it, it is a little surprising that he's he's gone out this far. Although, I will say... Um, my newfound friend, uh, Chris Dore from ESPN, uh, a.k.a. Nightmare, he correctly picked Matt Rowell at one, Noah Anderson at two, Luke Jackson at three, Lockie Ash at four, but then he said that there'd be a bid. So the bid hasn't come for Tom Green. He didn't get Sam Flanders right at Sydney, but he did get Fisher Mackesy to Adelaide and now Hayden Young to Fremantle. And he has predicted that Hayden, sorry, Caleb Sarong will be Fremantle's second pick. I'm going to say that it's going to be Devin Robertson. What do you think? If Devin Robertson gets past Fremantle's pick here, we're looking at some very interesting picks coming up. We are. And that is pretty much exactly what Cal Toomey, good friend of the, the show, has suggested as well. Uh, but we've only got 10 seconds left, five. Um, we're going to have to come back after a short break. Uh, just stay tuned in about 10 minutes. Thanks. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything. So you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com.